Welcome to Bar Chat. That's where it's at. I'm Lexi. I'm Bianca. And I'm Becca. And we're chatting all things dance. And this is the very last episode of Bar Chat Season 2, and we are so sad. But we're so glad that you were able to take this journey with us. This is our second season of our very first podcast, and it's still a trial and error. But I think that this season has honestly been a lot better since our first Glow season. Up, yeah, I'm very sure. proud of us, and we've done such a great job, and I hope that you guys enjoyed it. So this episode, we are going to be talking about our core memories within our dance career. So that could be as much as like a performance or just some really nice comment that's somebody said to us pretty much anything but we're gonna dive into that and then that'll be our last episode if you don't know the core memories trend i'll explain it it's from the movie inside out and if you haven't seen inside out there they always have the concept of every single memory creates a small little ball and then every memory created it goes to your stored memories place but you have those five or six core memories that are at the center of yourself and center of your being and like really built you to be who you are today so those can be good and bad but yeah I think let's just get into it yeah um and I'll take it away because um so one of my first favorite core memories is one of my earlier ones and this is the moment that I really said like, okay, I think I can do this. And like, it really gave me the confidence. So it was my first ever dance convention. I had just started dancing that September. It was probably a few months after that. And I've never been to a dance convention before. And I had no idea what to expect, but everyone was telling me about how there's thing this thing called a scholarship audition in dance conventions. And in the scholarship audition, it's like, really competitive and really hard and really nerve wracking. You basically learn a combo and then improv. And then they do cuts. Every convention is different. And then if you're lucky enough to be a finalist, you can be awarded a scholarship. And everyone before the audition was like telling me about it, being like, it's impossible to get it. There's only, there's hundreds of people in the room, only like 20 people or whatever get scholarships. Like it's super hard. And like only like the best girls at the studio get the scholarship and like, don't expect, I mean, they weren't mean, but it was basically don't expect a scholarship because you just started dancing. This is your first dance convention. The rest of us has been, have been doing this for years and some of us have never gotten one. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, like sure. But I I joke about this all the time, but I had such so much confidence as a kid. So much confidence. I don't yeah, know where same. it came Still from. Do. I well, but the <laughs> thing is, is there was no dance background to back up the amount of confidence oh. I had. Kids are just fearless. Yeah. Like I was just fear a fearless child. So when it came time for the scholarship audition, we learned the combo and then we went into groups. And in the group, you do the combo and then you improv after. So uh, it was time for my group and I did the combo. And of course I bomb the combo. Like, I don't know the choreography. I probably wasn't doing it the best that I could have been doing it or as good as the rest of the people around me. But something clicked inside of me during the improv where I was like, well, 
I'm just going to do what I know. And I'm not a dancer. I'm not going to like dance around. I just started dancing. I'm going to do the cheerleading and the rhythmic gymnastics tricks that I had in my back pocket. I did what I knew. So I just threw every trick I possibly could have thrown. I'll never forget at one more, at one more. That was good. At one moment, I was, I was saying moment and point at the same time, but at one point, some girl ran up in front of me to like dance in front of me, which is so rude, by the way. Like, what is that about? And I literally walked in front of her and did like a needle. Oh, like, I'm telling you guys, I, I aspire to be what I was years ago <laughs> in the future because I don't know where my confidence and where my like tenacity came from, but I did what I knew and I ended up actually getting a scholarship. And it just really taught me that, okay, I may have been behind the other dancers. I may not know as much as everyone else around me, but that's a start. And where I am is great. And I can keep doing this. And if I keep growing and keep pushing, I I have what it takes. Mm -hmm. So it definitely was that thing like you started late and it's okay. And it was definitely one of the the biggest core memories, at least for me. So, that's a good one. That's awesome. Yeah. What about any of you guys? Um. So I think this is like the first thing that came into my mind, actually, when we picked this topic and I forgot about it and I remembered it again. So I have a couple like core memories, but I assume we'll just keep like rotating. So this is the one that really sticks out to me. So I have this one teacher at my dance studio. She was there for a very long time. She taught me kind of like, end of elementary school beginning of middle school and then I just like didn't have her because like I don't know my troop class just wasn't like assigned to her and then my sophomore year of high school when I had my first solo she like came to the competition practice or something and saw my first solo and I like I guess I like just ran it and she saw it or whatever and she hadn't seen me dance in a while and she like pulled me aside after class and she was like I'm so impressed with you. Like you've grown so much as a dancer. Like I knew you're capable, capable of this. I just like, I just hadn't seen it in a while because it's been a while since I've seen you dance. And like, you've just grown into this like beautiful dancer and I'm so impressed with you. And like, it was just all these, like, there's just so much positive reinforcement from somebody that like, I didn't expect to get it from. Not because I assumed she thought it was bad just because like, we just hadn't been around each other in a while. And something about that just like really stuck out to me. And I'll never forget that because it was like, she's not, not that she's not like a very complimentary teacher, but I don't see her give them out that often. So the fact that she was like, I need to pull her aside and I have to tell her wow, this yeah. was, I don't know. It's just like words of affirmation, you know, yeah. like it was so nice. Refreshing. And, and it was also my first solo. So it was like, wow, like I can dance on my own. Yeah. Like I can command the room I can take up the space I can entertain without having to be in a group dance and like something about that is just really reassuring because it's like oh now I don't have to like I love doing group dances but it's nice knowing that you're capable of doing it without a group and you're not just like a group dancer you know yeah and solos are scary they're very scary So having that little extra stamp of approval or verification from someone that you didn't expect to get it from you know yeah so that's one of my biggest core memories. That was that was a really good one. But yeah. Aww. 
if I think back pretty far too, um, this is kind of just like a simple thing, but my first dance recital is probably one of my core memories um, because I was super young. I was like two and a half, three years old, but I just remember loving my costume. I literally loved my costume so much. And that was literally like, I'll never forget that feeling. And like, the way that it looked and just like in my eyes as a child, I was like, this is so beautiful. I love it. It was like a pastel, like crushed velvet tutu. And it was like pale green and pink with like little opal colored, like sparkles. I know exactly what costume you're talking about. And it about had too. little cap sleeves and it was very like fluffy and ruffly. I don't know. It was just so cute. And I loved it. And I, I mean, I, I did really well in the show. I, I I didn't have any stage fright at the age of three. I was just Yay. a star. Yeah. I'm a star. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just really liked that costume. And I, after all of those performances that I've done in my youth, that one always just stands out to me, probably because it was the first one. And also just because I literally loved the costume. If I can find a picture, I have one. I'll maybe find you a way have to show it. I've seen it. I've yes. Seen it. Yes. Yeah. So, and then also at the end of that, my teacher gave us all like little certificates or like little awards. And I have a picture of me like holding it backstage. It's still rolled up. And it's just like a very cute thing because every child has their first dance recital and it's special. And the fact that I loved my costume was just a plus because a lot of costumes I did not like. Um, <laughs> I have a question because Lexi talked about her core memory with it, but do you, or you can also answer again, Lexi, but do you have um, a compliment that you've been given that just has really just yes. stayed and like in mm -hmm. your head? I do. Okay. And I was going to maybe talk about it, but this is just a better way to bring it up. In high school, we were doing like dress rehearsal for a show and we had this guest choreographer um, come in. I was not in her piece. It was a hip hop piece. So of course, why would I be in it? Just, yeah. So um, we were on stage getting notes and she was giving notes like just as a whole for all the dances. And she made it a point in front of everybody to just like stop and give me a note. And she was like, I just want to say, I don't know what it is about you, but the way that you emote and perform is just like incredible. Wow. <laughs> it's very unique. And I don't know how to describe it. She said like, it's just very emotive and unique. And I was like, Oh my goodness. Cause I thought she was so cool. She was like, so yeah. amazing. And her choreography was great and everything. And I didn't really have a personal relationship right. with her. So for her to like, you know, just say that to one of the random students was really That's cool. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. It was just fun. I was like, okay, period. That's so cute. I yeah. just think it's so nice. Like that's why I always always make it a point that if I think of like, if I'm thinking something about someone like, wow, that move that they did is really good. Or that dancer looks really confident. Today. I love yeah. I people. will go up to them and I'll tell them I probably, it just, mm -hmm. and I'm never like being fake or lying. Like, of course not. But like, if I think something, like I'm going to make my point to tell them. And you should and because they make their day. Yeah. yeah it It's so helpful because sometimes you see things that other people don't. And I know for me, I take those no compliments and those comments really seriously and yeah. really to heart. To heart. Because um, it's different hearing it from a peer in your dance class. really is. Yeah. It goes a long way. Especially your peer. I, I had um, a point 
this past semester where it was, I was dancing in a jazz class. And as you guys know, like I'm more of a contemporary dancer. I've been dancing in ballet and modern every single day for the past three years and like really didn't do much of other styles. So although I love jazz, it wasn't really like that comfortable to me. And one of my dancers after class was like, you looked so good. Like I could see you like something like flick in your brain. Like, yeah. And that like you could do this. And Mm. it was just such like a nice way to put it. And it just shows that like people also are noticing that you're growing and stuff. It's just, it's, I feel like a different compliment than your teachers because your teachers, they, not that they have to compliment you, but it's more normal for teachers to compliment you because that's their job is to teach you. And getting it from a peer is definitely like for sure. It's different. One of the best feelings. Yeah. I was at a dance competition. This was my very last dance competition of senior year. Like this is it was like one and done. Like I was done after this. And I it was a weekend competition. So like the solos were the day before and the group dances were the day after. So and I've talked about the solo, but I did my scary solo, the one where I got possessed mm. and like that one and like that's just my style and like acting and like all that stuff, like that's what makes me have so much fun on stage because it's something that I have been like asking for for so long. So I finally got the solo that I've been begging so long to do. So I was really excited to do it. And like every time I got up on that stage, like it just, it felt magical. Like it was just like, no, I loved truly, it. Though. And so do you know Rochelle Rack? Yes. Yeah. So she was one of the judges at the competition. She's an icon. I know. And no, wait, so that's, that's, um, she does the bite the apple. Yeah. That's yeah, her yeah. thing. So she was one of the judges at the competition and I was like walking in the hallway and this is the second day I had already done my solo and she like saw me and then came up to me and she was like, you were the one that did like the solo where you got possessed. Right. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, that was amazing. Like, it was just like, I could see like how much, like, I don't, she said something where I was like, I wasn't just doing what I was told. I was doing what I felt and for it to come from her and for her to like pull me aside in the hallway just to tell me. And after seeing so many solos back to back, like she remembered mine and she yeah. remembered my face and she was just like complimenting me so much about how, like how well I did the solo. And like, it was just so cool. Cause I was like, Oh my God, like you're Rochelle Rack. That's crazy. Like, it was just yeah. like, she was so nice too. But yeah, it was just like, wow, Rochelle Rack. But yeah, she complimented me. It was crazy. Um, I don't know who that is, but that's still cool. She was on um, Abby's ultimate, Abby's dance, ultimate competition. dance competition season two. Oh, she was no, a I judge. Um, and well, she'll moving. just randomly do, she's kind of like Fergie. Like she'll just randomly do like a flip or something. <laughs> yeah, like no, for real. <laughs> 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 um, moving on from Happy Core Memories. I thought oh. I should share a little bit of a sadder one, if that's okay. okay. Yeah. Um, just because of teacher comments and stuff, it kind of reminded me of it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I have so many. So, well, I know no, this isn't, isn't a teacher. I don't know. It's just this conversation reminded me of it. But as you guys know, I wasn't having the best time in my school. And this, I get, and the reason why I want to share this is because I get a lot of messages asking me like, what was the point uh, that, what was the point in my time that made me think that maybe it was time to move on or maybe it was time to shift my um, journey. And I think it was this. So we had auditions for a big show and there was two auditions. There was audition um, a week 
earlier before and then like an audition a week later. And we were the same audition group. Everyone was the same. And after the first audition, um, I was told by a friend that someone was not saying like the nicest things about me after the audition and was just saying like kind of rude, nasty things about my like dancing ability. And I was like, okay, that hurt a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, and it was also about my other friend too. And so, and she was a little more upset than me initially. And I was like, that's okay. Like, I really don't care about that person's opinion. Obviously they have like, I'm like, I'm not, I don't let things get to me. So I was like, obviously that's not what I'm going to do. Like, I'm, I, whatever, like that person's opinion means nothing to me. Like you should be worrying about yourself in an audition. Yeah. Like, why are you watching me? Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, and then, so the week later we had the second audition and, um, I did all the audition and I ended up like not getting a role mm-hmm. in any of it. And I emailed one of my teachers and had a meeting with one of, one of my teachers who was sitting in the audition room. And I was like, um, I really, I'm just like, would love to know like some notes or something about what I could do better if I could, you know, work on whatever. And he was sitting there talking to me about it. And I don't know where the point came, but he was like, I just felt like you were holding back a little bit. And he's a teacher I'm really close with. And he was like, I, I could just feel that you were really holding back. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't, I, I guess maybe. And Did I ended feel like up, that was true? So then I ended up like opening up to him about what had happened the previous week and how I felt like because that person was in the room with me again, oh. it just oh. made me very aware. And it's not even that one person like just made me aware that like that's just a thing that happens that like people are like looking at me and like I just felt like everyone's judging me right now like and I held back and like I felt like I didn't give it my all and I just remember like I started like breaking down in tears crying to him and he was like that's so upsetting like I knew there was something like Mm -hmm. he was like I I was watching you being like I know Becca has more and you didn't put it out there and like yeah I know it's hard and you can't let it get to you and this and that and that's when I was like I don't know if this is the best environment for me because <laughs> I was like I'm so thankful for that teacher but I was like that was one of many instances where I was like and but that was the turning point where I was like it I thought that the environment wasn't affecting my dancing and then I was realizing that it was mm-hmm. and it was affecting my confidence and Aww. I've always prided myself on being a really confident dancer like I said in the first season and I was it was changing me for the worse and I was like I need to get out of here like this is not okay I'm turning into it I'm getting I'm at I'm here to grow yeah getting worse well I really hope this no one I know sees this (laughs) but yeah um that's my um sad core memory but um I'm glad I experienced it because it was all for the better yeah. In the long run. I'm sorry I had to go through that. <laughs> yeah, same. No, it's okay. You guys didn't know that story? No, I did. Just like we did, but you yeah, kind of just I went you guys. more into detail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> should, I make, should I make it happier again? Or <laughs> I talk I a lot about my negative stuff on my TikTok, so I don't really need to go into that much. I've brought up my negative teacher experience here already. Yeah. With like my old studio owner. See, that wasn't like, a negative teacher experience. It was a negative. True. Experience. Yeah, which was also a thing, obviously. 
Um, I just hope that sharing this story with you all, I know that dancers can be a little bit mean. So maybe sharing- But everything that happens shapes you into the dancer you are Yeah, but also um, just know that it'll get better and people are mean and it's- um, And I know it's hard, but like, don't let it get to you. And obviously I say that, don't let it get to you, but- it will get to you. But another moral of that story too is like, if you're not happy somewhere and you're able to change it, then do it. Because you would much rather spend your time, energy, talent, and money somewhere else that makes you happy and comfortable. But yeah, okay. I guess I can bring it back on a little bit more of a positive note. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, don't apologize. So this is something that happened my junior year. And I've already talked about this, but we did like a big like dance production of Thoroughly Modern Millie. And Yeah. yeah, I already talked about this one. But so- my the two teachers choreographing it it was miss danny and miss alexa and so at my like studio it was like an honor to be like the lead in one of the productions or just like to be a character in something and so that was something that i always wanted ever since i was like in second grade when i actually saw the teacher miss alexa be dorothy in the wizard of oz hip hop production that they did mm-hmm. so like the reason that i wanted to be a lead was because I saw her do it. Yeah. And so they were the two in charge of it. And we were all sitting down. It was like the beginning of the rehearsal when they announced that, like who it was. And they were like, all right, like we did a lot of thinking and we chose the lead for this production. Like we think that they will be a great lead because of this, this, and it's just like all these compliments, whatever. And it's going to be Lexi and like it, like literally everyone. And there was like maybe 30 or 40 kids in this dance, like turned and looked at me and like, they just like ran and hugged me. And like, I didn't even like, it was just, it happened so quickly. And like all the love and support was so nice because everyone was like, Oh my God, you deserve this role. Like it was just so cute. And like the fact that one of those teachers was the reason that I wanted to be a lead. And she was the one that picked me was just like a, very surreal moment because I was like, you're the reason that I've been working so hard to get to this point. That's sweet. And then she was on the pick me and she didn't even know. I don't even, I don't even know if she knows that now, but like for real, like it was just so crazy. Cause yeah. I like little Lexi watched that dance and was like, Oh my God, like that is so cool. Like that girl playing Dorothy, like I'm going to be a lead one day. Like it was just really cool. So that was a very crazy moment because I really didn't expect it. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's and good. that really like that dance is so special to me, and I'll always talk about it because like that is truly one of my biggest core memories when it comes to dance. Just because that, you were the lead, I was the lead. <laughs> and, Bianca, have you ever yeah. done like a? It's different because you didn't really do competition, but have you ever been like lead of a dance? Yeah, well, I was gonna just um, share an, an experience. Oh, uh, well, go ahead. Are you done though? Well, yeah, Beck interrupted me, so I kind of lost my train of thought. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry Sorry about that. Becca interruption count 1000 for this episode. Um, Something a little bore, a little bore. We are all like (laughs) mumbling over our words this episode. And mumbling over each other's words. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. (laughs) What's in the air? It's all the ruffles we ate before this. They're causing us to. Not sponsored. Not at all. (laughs) Yet. But hey. Okay. Anyways. um, For a certain time period in my high school career, um, which was my senior year of high school, first semester, I went to New York for a bit. We like moved to New York for a few months and I was at this dance studio um, and it was a really good ballet studio and I literally loved it so much. It transformed my dancing. Um, 
like truly it did. They were a very Balanchine heavy studio and they mm. changed my dancing like tenfold, just like complete 180. Wow. That's besides the point though, but I just had to give some context. Like I'm so grateful for my time there. But we were doing Nutcracker auditions. And if you guys have ever done the Nutcracker or any audition for a dance show, you know that it's very nerve wracking. Um, and I was stressed because I was one of the newer students and everyone else knew each other. And I was older, like I was a senior in high school, but I, I still kind of felt out of place because I didn't really want to step on anyone's toes, pun intended. We were doing auditions for the Nutcracker. I was auditioning for Sugar Plum Fairy because that was part of the age group. It just fit. And of course, who doesn't want to be Sugar Plum? Um, so we did the auditions. We had to do like a little variation. And then we did some partnering with two guys that they like brought in who were just a bit older. They probably use them every year. Um, and I feel like I did pretty well in the audition. Then I went home. We had to wait for the cast list to drop, whatever. I was like freaking out about it. And then like it finally came and I was like so hesitant to open the email. But when I did, I was like, okay, so like I might get like snow or something like, you know, like snow queen or whatever. But I ended up getting sugar plum. Yay. And um, wow. it was more just shocking because I was so new to the studio that I was like, oh, like I, you know, like I thought maybe they would give it to someone else. There were two casts, but I was one of them. And I was just like really grateful because I know how that could feel if I was at a different studio and somebody new just came in and whatever. But um, that was just a really big accomplishment because I had moved across the country. I was new to the studio. We had the auditions and then I ended up getting Sugar Plum. Um, and it was really fun. And after one of the performances, um, my family came one night and it was like so sweet because I had like my grandparents there and my aunts and uncles because they all live in New York. Yeah. So they never really got to see me dance like wow. that. And Sugar Plum's a big role. So yeah. it's not like you're just in the back of a dance, whatever. Right. So that was like super special. My dad was there, my brother, like everyone. Um, and I'm like such a like um, an emotional person. And I like started crying when I saw them. I like ran into oh. the audience and I was just crying. Oh. Everyone was crying, actually. I think my family's just really emotional. Um, <laughs> we have like the crying gene where we just cry at like every little thing that's like whatever. I don't know. But that's so lovely. It was really nice. Um, and then oh, also you cried. So I also did snow and flowers, different casts on different days. And that was really fun too. I like inhaled so much snow during that show, like all of the stuff that was falling from the, whatever, the ceiling. Um, and then after one of the shows, a random mom came up to me after flowers and we had like a lot of arm work, whatever. And she was like, I'm sorry, I just have to let you know that your arms are so graceful and you move so fluidly. Because we had a lot of arm work. Yeah, It was a lot of that. And she's like, you just stood out to me. I was like, oh my goodness, thank you. Like, it's just nice to hear things from oh, strangers. Yeah. yeah. So like that whole experience was really nice. And there were a lot of little moments in there, but that was one that I thought of. Um, do you know of my guy, my moment as Sugar Plum? Uh-uh. You Are just you said you didn't plum? do Nutcracker. Um, I didn't. Didn't mean I wasn't Sugar Plum Fairy. So the story is, is that <laughs> I is was good. in eighth grade. I probably was a month into dancing and... Before I started dancing, I actually did start point before before I quit rhythmic. I would do um, 
weekly ballet privates for like a few months before. Okay. So I don't t- necessarily say that's when I started dancing because it just, that wasn't when I went to the studio and did other styles, whatever. But I did it for a little bit and I started point um, a little bit. I was probably a month into point and I had just gone to a new dan- a dance studio for the first time. Like I had just started and it was December and it was at my middle school and all of my friends in middle school were in the choir. Um, like, you know, like the choir club and in the choir for their winter show, they were doing a Nutcracker medley. Oh, and I see where this is going. The music teacher, I guess, said, oh, we should look for someone to do a Sugar Plum Fairy. <laughs> and all my friends came to me after that rehearsal and was like, Becca, like, you should do Sugar Plum. And I was like, okay. So I walked into her okay. room one day and I said, I heard you were looking for a Sugar Plum Fairy and I'd love to do it. Wow. And she goes, well, that is wonderful. Like, amazing your your cast like just for like a little like a little moment we were doing um a group dance it actually was I was on the dance team like the little dance club thing in middle school so (laughs) it was a few of uh the dance team girls made a dance and then I was sugar plum on point oh my goodness was that your first dance on point I was on point for a month. I had been on point for literally a month and they trusted you to do this more than anyone else probably uh, I don't know. Well, she didn't know any better. She's not a dancer. Right. I told her I could do points. She believed I could do points. So she said, okay, cool. Go? So true. Well, I had someone choreograph my little sugar plum dance and my mom got me like a tutu and my, I looked so adorable. It was Aww. like amazing. I was in Aww. all white, like whatever. How old were you? Um, like 14, 14, 13. <laughs> I started dancing. I, I literally 13, thought so. of it in my head. I was like, she was 13 when she started. I know. Must 13. have been like a year. <laughs> no, no, no. It was 13 because I started in September Sorry, and this was wrong. December. I started um, at the studio in September and this was December. So like literally freshly, fresh dancer. And I went on stage and we did the little medley and I ended up falling right on my butt. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> And it's so funny. I posted it on TikTok before. Of course, I have a video. What? And I. Why have I never seen this? I know, same. I posted on TikTok before, and it's hilarious because I am just like, I'm doing like some PKs on point, like standing, not a turning PK. Yeah. And like a PK Potter Bray sort of thing. And then all of a sudden you see my ankles wobble and I look like a doll. Like, isn't there like that doll in the Nutcracker yeah. where they fall at like, the beginning? On their butt? <laughs> like, that was me, but I was sugar plum. And then I got right back up and I started dancing again. And like, it's just so fun to look back on. Like, who in their right mind, whose idea was it to put me on stage? You. Mine. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world? There goes my confidence again. <laughs> Who told right me? Right on your butt. <laughs> who told me I could do point a month in on stage? That's so funny. Let's that's learn. my time as Sugar Plum. Love, I that. love that. I'll say another moment. Yeah. If we're yeah. still going. Yeah. Um, this one is different because all the other things I said were more like words of affirmation, which like really do bo- like boost. Is that your confidence. love language? I don't know. I've never dated anyone. So no, but like it's just like how you like to receive love. Like, do you like hearing it's not compliments? Just, uh, significant other. Oh yeah. No, I love compliments like not like I love okay well here's the thing about me if you compliment me I get so awkward like if you're like oh yeah my God, like you're so pretty I'm like ew like no I'm not like, ew I'm disgusting no, I do that too not, it's not like that it's like just please don't but then also 
Like, please do. It's nice to know, but like, don't tell me, like, I'd rather you say behind my back. Like, and then you find out from a third party. Exactly. Like, that's very nice. I don't know. If you compliment me, I get very awkward, but you're so pretty. Like, stop. Like, no, for real. That's not. Um, <laughs> see, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. She's I, like, I, she's like, I hate you. Yeah. I literally cannot. Oh my gosh. Stop. I do no, that too. Like I'm like, no, stop. I'm terrible. Like, keep going. Like I, I cannot do compliments. But then when it comes from like a teacher, like an adult, like you can't be awkward. So like, that's why oh, thank the you so other much. moments I was like, oh, like that's so sweet. But like, I don't know when it comes from someone my age, I'm like, ah, like don't. So anyways, <sighs> this has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. So, so what was your love language? I guess I do like words of affirmation. There's I like, just get very awkward. Physical and I, touch. Don't touch me. Acts of service. I, I, quality time. Love language gifts. is my physical um physical touch. <laughs> mine is love both. Love language is my physical touch. Physical touch is my love language. <laughs> and I'll try to like hug Lexi or do it like touch Lexi. Like, I don't think she likes it. <laughs> and she does not like it. Well, it's funny because like until you said it, I didn't realize that. I don't know. Like I think of myself as like a hugger. And then she tried to hug me yesterday. And I was like, what? I was like, do not touch You me. were in the bathroom, Bianca, but we oh, all yeah, started hugging each other. Like, <laughs> we all, as in you two? No, no me, Beckett, and Nico. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> we start. were testing our hugs. And Lexi? We were trying to say who's a better hugger. We were trying to guess. No, because what happened was Becca tried to hug me and I was like, what is going on? Like, you don't hug me. And she's like, I want to hug you. And then she went to hug Nico and then Becca goes, bring it in, Lexi. And then I commented on how um, bad, how bad his hug, Becca's awkward his awkward. Hugger. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Probably because he felt awkward. Yeah, probably. But okay, anyways, let's get back on track. He gave you an awkward friend hug. Yeah, he did. But we can keep this. Wait, I just I just want to say something about my love languages. Oh, mine are almost all of them. But the top two are like words of affirmation and physical touch. And then I also love giving gifts to people. (gasps) Same. I like receiving. I love surprises too. (sighs) Yeah, like I love planning surprises. Gifts for like Christmas, birthdays, anniversaries. Like that is literally everything to me. I go all out. So okay, what's the best gift you've like ever given? Huh? What's the best gift you've ever given? Um, this is a, this is episode twelve. We can talk about whatever well, we want. It's also our podcast. Yeah, so. right off the bat, <laughs> if I'm just thinking, I think to this Christmas, um, I gifted my dad, my brother Beckett, and my brother's girlfriend and myself all tickets to go see Billy Joel. Oh yeah. Oh. So and I love Billy Joel, and my whole family does, and he's an icon. So while he's still here. Um, we're going to see him this year. It's probably already past that point by the time this airs, but <laughs> we saw him and he was awesome. That's amazing. It's funny because, yeah. so I, I do like giving gifts, but I also love receiving them. And it's funny because since I'm the oldest sibling, I've been getting my younger brother's gifts for like a long time because like- I'm the oldest sibling too. Yeah, like even in like You're seventh the and eighth grade, like I was like, all right, it's I'm time to step up. Like it's time to be the big sibling. So like I would, I've been getting my brother's gifts for a while and my brothers are- freshman and junior in high school and at Hanukkah they still didn't get me anything and I was like are you joking and I get so mad because I'm like and the 11th grade brother got he went out of his way to get something for his girlfriend and then do you want to know what he got me we're driving he's like oh I'll just pay for your gas so that was honestly that's kind of nice okay it is but there was no thought behind it yeah like I like gifts that like sounds like even if like you literally got me a pack of gum like oh like 
I know you love chewing gum whenever you're driving. So like I wanted to get like I uh-huh. like when it has like a meaning. It can yeah. be the most like I, useless present, but if it has meaning, I love that. I love thoughtful gifts and experiences over things. I yeah. like the lead up to the gift too. Me too. I well, like that's just how- because your boyfriend planned this whole Santa. Yeah, hunt. My, uh, for Christmas, my boyfriend did this like whole long shebang just to like give me my gift. And it was just like the experience of receiving the gift was like just a moment I'll never forget. Yeah. So things like that. But like I like my boyfriend's first birthday, I got him like us together on his first birthday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, what? Your first birthday with him. Yeah. Um, I was trying to like trick him. So I got him like a t-shirt <laughs> and I wanted him to think that was like just the gift I got him and and t- it was like an ugly t-shirt. It's like a prank. Like, yeah, like a gag gift. Mm-hmm. Except that it kind of went sideways because he ended up really liking the t-shirt. Oh, and was so excited for it. So then by the time I gave him the other thing, it was he was like, good. oh, okay. No, it was um, it was tickets to a um, basketball game. Did he mm-hmm. wear the shirt there? He, yeah, he wears the shirt all the time. It's That's um, so funny. It's a Rick and Morty shirt. It's uh, all- <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what my dad always does? He loves like gag gifts. So what he does is he orders like boxes online that are like a box of beans but it's like just the box so he puts the present in the box or yeah. it's like a fart box like genuinely like he gets all these boxes and he's like oh this is so good like <sighs> this is gonna be so silly and like he's just it he loves it so that's his favorite part of like giving gifts like putting it in a fake box that says box of farts yeah I also like doing like surprise experiences to like bringing people like freshman year it was my friend's birthday and we planned her a surprise party and we didn't tell her the theme of it. Oh, that's fun. And we um, always joked and called her cereal box. Um, <sighs> long story, but we called her cereal box a lot. So we had a cereal themed party and like planned the whole thing and it was like all themed. And I just love the reveal. Like blind, like we literally gave her her costume and she put it on with her eyes closed. Oh my God. And then she opened her eyes and like, it was all revealed at once. And like, I love things like that. Yeah. Aww, like, my toxic trait is thinking that people are going to surprise me. And they're <laughs> not like genuinely like I had. Well, I, I think I had two surprise birthday parties growing up. Eighth grade and 10th grade because I asked for them. Um, <laughs> and so then it was nice that they did it. And then I was so surprised. Um, but no, like ever since then, I just assumed that I'm always going to get some sort of surprise. <laughs> so like. Just genuinely, like, I had a birthday party for my 21st birthday and, like, my core five friend group from home, three of them, no, yeah, three of them came, but one of them couldn't. And I was like, yeah, okay. Like, let me know when she gets here. And the party, like, the party was, like, over. And I'm like, all right, like, should we bring her up? Like, is she downstairs? Like, I convinced myself that people are coming to surprise me and they're not. And, like, now this is just, like, a running joke with my friends. Like, That's funny. Anytime we hang out and someone can't come, all right, let Where? me know when she gets come here. Come out like, of here. Like, come out. Like, it's just so funny because, like, I always think people are going to surprise me. Like, always. And then my mom also, so she would come to, like, my cabarets at school. And then there was, like, the first time she came, she told me she couldn't come and then she surprised me. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, whenever she says she can't come, I'm like, yeah, right, mom. Like, I can't wait to see you in the audience. You're going to like this number. And then she's like, I'm in New Jersey. That's see, funny. That's no, like, I don't like yeah, surprises. Okay. Like, cause well, because I get I don't a like false sense of hope every yeah. time. I always convince myself and I'm like, all right, like, I'm going to see you at the show. And she's like, I'm going to work. Goodbye. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Like, whatever. So now circling back, didn't you have a story about yes, a did. core memory? <laughs> okay, so the core memory. This was freshman year of college. So COVID hit halfway through. Like, we only got one semester. Yes. And then we came, like, came back junior year. So it was, like, a big 
time off. Like I hadn't been dancing for a while. And the showcase that I had freshman year, like it's just the dancing and the choreography was very not me. So I didn't even feel like myself when performing it. It was just like, eh, like whatever. So coming back junior year, I really feel like I hadn't performed like myself since I graduated high school. So it's been a while. And after my dance company's showcase, like that first semester, like fall 2021 or whatever, it was just such like a, I was so proud of myself type of moment because I had forgotten what it was like to perform and to love what you're doing and to just like go out on stage, not because you're being judged, not because you care what other people think, but because you're doing it because you love it. And it was just like a really great reminder of why I'm doing this. And it's because it makes me happy. Yeah. And just something about that show was just such a great like milestone in my dance career because I'm like, you might be in college, you might haven't, you haven't danced for three years but look what you can still do and look how far you're going to go. Like yeah. it was just like a very like, oh my God type of moment. So Right. Yeah. That's cool. I can't take anything. There is one yeah. thing about um, the end of semester, end of year shows that really just wrap things up with a perfect little bow. Well, and it just makes you- We got one more show left this year and I know I'm going to cry. So Yeah. It just makes you so nostalgic. Like my last recital, my senior year, Stop. crying. Last the last dance, dance recital is- it hits different. It yeah. really does. It's so sad. And then when you have friends that are older than you and it's they their leave. last. And like, there's something about like last. But then same thing when it's like you have friends that are younger than you and your last is like, you're last with them. And then you just see them like go on without you because they're still there. Yeah, yeah it's like really it's sad. Weird. Speaking of nostalgia, let's talk a little bit about our favorite moments of this season, considering it is sadly the last episode of season two. So we filmed all of this within a week. So everything is very fresh in our heads, which is good. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, the hygiene episode was so much fun. Like, we really enjoyed that one. We had and a I lot was to not say. expecting. Yeah. I did not expect that episode to be as fun as I had. Wait. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Whatever. You didn't expect it to be as fun as it was. Yeah. That. Yeah. Thanks, Bianca. Um, for me, it's definitely episode one. Well, that me was too. so funny because we giggled like crazy. That we was were like, on another level of crazy. That was like we had a sugar rush, but without the sugar, like it just happened naturally. Especially we were so towards, excited to be back. That's why. I think that's what it was. Especially towards the end of the episode, it got very chaotic. Oh my gosh. It was we funny. need to look back on those moments. I can't wait I to, watch, like, can't to, wait to, to see that. Yeah. I feel like it's a really great introduction to the season because it's like, hey, guys. <laughs> we're like just, super we're like, crazy. We're just going crazy. Yeah. So. And also you were probably jet lagged and tired and we had. We all, I literally was. We all just had a long day. We it was a long at like day. 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, because we had spent all day setting up the room. We didn't know how long it was going to take. We, and no, was, we were literally supposed to film at two and we started at like ten. nine or ten. Yeah. We literally started so late. So yeah, it, it so took funny. us like five hours to set everything up. And yeah. then by the time that happened, we were starving and tired. So we like recharged and all of it. It was just such a, a great day overall. My favorite memory was when Becca interrupted us every single episode. Yeah. Oh, you can't choose one. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many to pick from. You could just scroll like 15 seconds, 15 seconds, and there's going to be an interruption. My favorite memory is that every five seconds when there's any dull moment or any lull in the conversation, Lexi just burps. <laughs> or during the conversation. I also am so congested that I don't know if you can hear it in any of the episodes, but I'm going like... I like hear it. Every I five hear seconds. It. I, I hear know, it. it's so bad. So I don't know if you can hear it in like 
the recordings, but it's um, there. Listen. I also really loved what Tuffy had to say last episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he brought some really good points. He was a great guest. His insight was spot on. Top tier. Yeah, for sure. Truly. Um, we would say that Kaylee was our favorite yeah. um, episode, <laughs> but we haven't filmed that yet. Well, they're a close tie. I can tell. Yeah. Tuffy and Kaylee. We'll see who wins. <laughs> Tuffy versus Kaylee. <laughs> All right. Well, this episode was super fun to film. It's kind of a bittersweet feeling. It's half happy, half sad, but we'll be back again before we know it. And it's sappy. Yes. It's sappy. And that's kind of like a term. Anyways. <laughs> um, so. Miriam Webster. <laughs> We've had a blast filming season two of Bar Chat and we hope that you guys loved it just as much as we do. And um, that's it. That's a wrap. So thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and follow and share with all of our socials on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TikTok, and Instagram. And if you want to give us a five-star review or leave us a comment, we would absolutely love you. Yes. And until next time. Signing off from Bar Chat. Bye.